1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Of course, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable lobby bloody. And with me all the way from East Bridgewater is my exciting co-host, the Blonde Bombshell herself and Carrigan.
2: Woohoo! Oh now I'm exciting. Yeah. I'm always exciting.
1: And you can even listen live on your smartphone if you TuneIn in now, or catch the podcast on iTunes.
2: And now, time for tea.
1: I like to work out. I pick these I up picked and put, up. put them down. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: So uh, we're just, yeah, we're just. So we're just, just
1: you know, two, two uh, prima donnas, basically. <laughs> two beautiful people. <laughs> we're the
2: talent. Yeah, we're anyway. the talent. So,
1: I, so this is this is fun. I mean, really like doing these shows, and uh, as you can see, our, our set keeps getting. Better and better. Better and better. You know, we we've Every got these time. lovely chairs now. We <laughs> we actually picked up another one. I understand you. We you went.
2: did. Yeah. Yes, found another wing chair. And can, just going to give a quick shout out to uh, my friend Tori at Secondhand Society. Oh, did she give a
1: discount to us?
2: Did she give us a discount? Yes, she did. Actually. She can have a shout out then. <laughs> She gave me the chair for 10 bucks less than uh, she was asking. Really? So, anyways, in West Bridgewater, go see her. She's really awesome.
1: I tried to the do that with a woman one time. She slapped
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she slapped you. So, what are we talking about tonight?
1: Tonight's going to be a, a really, really cool show because it's it's all over the place.
2: Uh, well, how is this different from anything <laughs> else? It's true, isn't think? it? <laughs> yeah. Is this, this is a change?
1: It, it is, but I, I really like it because uh, it's it's strange. We've got... The ying and the yang. And I'm not going to tell you right now, because before we start the show, normally we would have cemetery tripping, right?
2: Yes, yes. Right? Yeah.
1: But since we don't have cemetery tripping because somebody didn't do it. Somebody um, off. Right. So I decided that I would review a piece of equipment for ghost hunting. Okay. As a, you know, a service, public service. <laughs>
2: That absolutely works for me. So
1: what do we?
2: Uh, what are we? What toy are you doing? I
1: with? have my my new toy here, which is called the Eddie Meter. Eddie Meter. Yep. Okay. Named after Eddie Burns. Eddie Burns. Yeah, you know Eddie Burns from uh, Happy Days. No. No, that's not Eddie Burris. That was from Route 60. Never mind. That's way old. Oh, You (laughs) lost me. Yeah, forget it. Oh,
2: you really lost me. All right.
1: So, anyways, this is an Eddie meter. If we can zoom on this, we'll test our crew and see how good they are.
2: (laughs) I don't, I don't. Can we do that? (laughs)
3: Look
1: at that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, you guys are the best. We have the best crew. That's good. We We have awesome crew. We really have a good crew. Okay. Thank you, guys. Now, you can see it's got up here. Boy, look at this! I'm doing it in the monitor. That is, what are you, Vienna White? <laughs> this has a temperature, so it tells you the <laughs> the temperature. Mm-hmm. Watch where you stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. And below it is the geophone, which you see. Where it lights up when you has vibrations. Yes, right?
2: Ron, Ron had to explain to me what a geophone is. Yeah, it's I'm, you know, I'm blonde. So
1: yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes.
2: Um, when I choose to make. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then it also does EMF as well. Ah. And uh, I got this little one for Christmas. Very and cool. it comes with this wicked cool case. The uh,
2: case is really...
1: Soft and lovely.
2: It's so, It's weird. It's like a... It's protective, but it's, it's like, like a little soft and silky.
1: <laughs> See? Isn't that
2: great? Whoop. It's like a giant... All right, we, giant, we can zoom out again giant now, giant now, guys. Like there we go. It's a giant otter box, but yeah. it doesn't feel like an otter There
1: box. we go. we zoom it so. back out.
2: Well, you know, we really screwed up the shot now. I just, right. just want everybody to know.
1: We have a great crew. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about
2: it. So, now our director hates us.
1: <laughs> I love our director. Rush, you're the best. Yes. So anyways, I, I did I did get this for Christmas and it was like a hundred bucks from uh, Ghost, Ghost Stop. Ghost but, Ghost Stop? Go stop. Yep, they have a store and they have all kinds of cool equipment. I've okay. bought other junk from them as well. Uh, and you can see it's, it's called the Eddie meter, right?
2: Eddie, E D I.
1: Right. But if you look in, can't you see that's a label? Oh, wait a wait. minute, I have your glasses Hold on. it over there. Wait, wait, can you now I'll <laughs> see it. <laughs> yes, by, by George, yes, that is a label. And underneath the, the label is what this really is. So I'm going to do this, which has never been done before in AIR. I'm going to rip off the the stupid label they put on it, maybe.
2: I have fingernails. Do so you you're really can off? you get that? Okay. Well,
1: she's ripping it up, and uh, we will find out what this meter was originally because really? underneath it. Are you serious? I am serious because it was something else. And there she goes, and here we go. If you could read, that would be good. M F one. You can read.
2: Research device. It's big letters. I can see it's in big letters. So. Say that? M F one research device. So, so what is that?
1: So you want this label? Yeah, well, I can put that back any label? on. Okay. It cost me a hundred dollars. I wanted it. so <laughs> that's what it was originally called. And and the way I found this out is that um, Steve Parsons from the UK, my co host from the international show, also bought one of these. But uh-huh. it's called something else over there. Really?
2: Does so his have a label on it too? They
1: slapped another label on it. <laughs> so the original device was an MF1 research device. So huh. go on to your Funkin' Wagnos. So oh, wait a minute. That's way before your time. Uh, <laughs> go on to the this. Internet and...
2: Um, it's Wikipedia now.
1: Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> like that's really good. <laughs> so anyways... More or less. Any meter. Yeah. So let me review it. Um, I do like this meter. I really do. Okay. Um, Except are you, the label. Well, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. So that's what they did. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll never sell me anything again. I know yeah. that. But wow. uh, uh, after I expose them on the air. <laughs> but anyways. Don't we, sell anything to that Ron Kohler. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I use this in my red light seances really? that I hold every month okay. up at uh, V.C. Park. Mm-hmm. And we place it on the table. And you know how you always say you got cold spots and everything? So right. it gives you the temperature and it monitors the temperature. And it also has a... Um, Alarm on it, so you can if there's a variance in certain temperatures, it'll go off and let you know. Uh-huh. It has a geophone, which means if there's movement in the table, it'll light up as well. Uh-huh. And it also has an EMF meter, which, if you can use the K2 meter for spirit communication, <laughs> you can use <laughs> this thing. It. So that is my little review of the Eddy meter. So, so that,
2: the, the Eddy meter does mm-hmm. it pick up very slight vibrations, or does it have to be like a big, like a like a jarring?
1: Well, let me say. you. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's steady, a tap and it goes up. I'm just touching it lightly.
2: Okay. See. All right. I just wondered how sensitive. Oh, it is, it is
1: pretty sensitive, but it's good. It, it's a good demonstration. And now, cool. unfortunately, like most pieces of equipment you buy, it doesn't really come with a hell of a lot of instructions. Oh no. <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah. And it doesn't give you the, the real.
2: There's your equipment. It doesn't give you the science you behind it, 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 it as
1: well, which is important. Yeah. It doesn't give you the calibration, which yeah. is important. But other than that, I do like it, I do use it, so Good. There you get me
2: one for Christmas, would you?
1: Yeah, right, <laughs> your past life.
2: Bombshell would like that for Christmas.
1: Yeah, so anyways, exactly. we have a show with more important stuff. So that's your public service announcement. Yes. So I'd like to introduce to you someone who I've met a while back. Uh, God, it must have been about seven or eight years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be before that. And you met her for the first time when I you did. and I did that table tipping event. Yes,
2: at the Victorian table tipping, yes.
1: Up in Andover, yep. which we are doing again on Setu- uh, September, no, October 9th, I believe. Ah. We're going to do it again the same place. It was a great time. Very good. So while I was there, it was dress-up, of course. Oh, Imagine of course. that. And, and I, I go into someplace, place. up Go figure. Us? And you we were actually
2: dressed in street clothes this, this week, this month, here.
1: Well, I didn't change.
2: Uh, well, well uh,
1: you know. So anyways, I walked in the door and I met the most familiar face that, and one of the most enjoyable <laughs> investigations I ever did. <laughs> so without further ado, let me introduce to you uh, one of my favorite persons. She's the author of two books, which we'll talk about shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also, uh, was on My Ghost Story, mm-hmm. and uh, she is also a pole dancer. <laughs> so without further ado, Wendy Redden. Yay!
4: That's you. Well, oh, so that's welcome, me. You Thank you. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> nice to be here. It's very nice to be here. Awesome. So
1: it's it's been a while, right? It's been.
4: It's been at least six, seven, eight years, maybe something like that.
1: Well, I think in Ghost Chronicles, which you're in the book, was uh, written in two th- 2009, and um, so that's that's a while yeah. ago.
4: Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Yeah.
1: So two thousand seven, or was it seven?
4: Something like that, yeah. yeah when I was at my Quincy Studio. Yeah,
1: 2007. So that's when you have the studio in, uh, in Quincy. Clizzy, right?
4: mm-hmm.
1: And for those who don't know, Wendy is not only, when I say she's a pole dancer, she also teaches pole dancing. Yes. Which brings us to our first <laughs> book, which is. Pole dancing
4: for dummies. The Idiot's Guide to Exotic Pole Dancing. Yeah, (laughs) big difference. Idiot's (laughs) Guide to Exotic Pole Dancing. If I
1: don't get, ooh, And it even comes with. (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) You know, all All right. It comes
2: with a tip. (laughs) Yeah, it comes with a built-in tip.
1: So that's that's practice for you when you uh, go into the profession, (laughs) I guess.
2: Well. You'll have to get me that for Christmas too, Van Helsing.
1: Here you go, three dollars. <laughs> I get the shoebox. Oh wait a minute! You got to earn it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so, Wendy, I mean, tell us the whole path. We've got, we've got to know. You know, how, how do you start? You know, I mean. Did you have a sad life? Like you were out in the streets? <laughs> <and
4: that? laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I was working at Hanna-Barbera Cartoons in Los Angeles as a development assistant on the 48 Shorts. <laughs> that's close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much, yeah, 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 right? And I got laid off, and I didn't want to be a production assistant again because mm-hmm. that's the job of Satan. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I started in this business.
2: It's a production yep, assistant. So you understand.
4: <laughs> so I actually went to the library. This is pre-internet. And looked up in the yellow pages Snookies, which is a bikini bar in Ventura. Snookies? Snookies. Snookies. Yep, it was a bikini bar. Ooh. And I called them up and I said, I want to be a dancer. And they said, come in and audition. So I said, I was like, no clue what to do. And they're like, all oh, you're hired. Because it was Snookies. It wasn't, you know, regular-looking girls. And it was pool <laughs> tables. <the> <laughs> uh-huh. And the pole on the yeah, stage. Good and had Thanks. no idea what to do. Girl. Yeah. There were like there were no no classes anything so I just learned on the job and after three years uh, ended up going to England to get my master's degree in medieval history which is useful in the real world. <laughs> <In> the medieval <laughs> at, history yes at the University in of Reading in England history. and in Reading in England and then I stripped for the Rainbow Agency over there while I was going to school so help me put help put me through school over there right. and then came back and worked dance for four months in <laughs> Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that like a real state Rhode Island?
4: Yes. I, I uh, uh, we don't discuss that. And then ended up teaching. Um, exotic dance classes for the Boston Center for Adult Education, and my classes were waitlisted because no one else taught those so I ended up uh, one of my students dads lent me three thousand dollars so I got my own studio in Quincy it was there for three years It was the first in all of New England to do exotic and pole dancing I was imitated everywhere whatever oh. <laughs> and then I had a student in Quincy for three years and then downtown Boston on Boylston Street for six years. And I just moved up to Austin, so I've been there for about three years now. Wow. And teaching pole dancing and um, striptease and chair dancing and floor dancing and lap dancing and all kinds oh, of fun stuff. My. Oh, cool, cool.
1: So, that, that's so how. So, maybe later it. in the show you can I, show me I, how to no no, no,
2: no, 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 just stop. No. No. Just stop. <laughs> just stop <laughs> I knew he was going to throw I have a dollar. Uh, yeah, dollars. <laughs> well, you know you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills in and you were enterprising
4: and I didn't plan you know. on having an owning and owning a pole dancing studio. It just poverty is a great motivator. Yes. Poverty. Because, yes, Again, I've master's in medieval history. So, wow. what do you do with your life? So, uh,
1: I mean, you didn't you didn't know how to you must have had like rhythm or something, right? Uh,
4: no. Yeah. I just literally just <laughs> just Watched other girls and watched what the guys reacted to and thought if I'm a guy I'm going to give my money to girls because she's having fun so I would do costumes and fun stuff like that and just developed it all on my own over time. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. See so there is a, a need for those clubs. <laughs> <laughs> they, help put, they help put young ladies into In- Cambridge <laughs> University, yes. yes. so University. Somehow
2: man. That's right. It helped, it helped. Whatever. But whatever.
1: Anyway. So. So, how did the book come about?
4: <laughs> I was... Which
1: is uh, Complete Idiot's Guide to Exotic and Pole Dancing, dancing. Illustrated.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and <laughs> comes with a DVD. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yes, Mom and Dad are proud. Uh, I was actually sitting at my job. I was a happy greeter at F1 Boston, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, thought came to me, pole dancing for dummies. So, I had already been published with the, um, the other book. And I tried to find dummies and tried to find a contact, couldn't find one, so it was at the Idiot's Guide, sent them a cold email and said, um, I've got my own studio, I was a stripper, and I want to do an Idiot's Guide to Exotic and Pole Dancing, and I've already mm-hmm. been published. And they sent me an email back two hours later and said, talk to us, and so I got the contract. Wow.
1: That is cool.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I was crazy. very excited, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really, seriously, it takes a lot of, a lot of hard work to get a book published. Oh, let well, you go to I know.
4: <laughs>
2: Just well, saying. and you know, okay, so talk about one extreme. Oh, well, we're not going to get into to the other no, I, can't, get I can't go there yet. I'm All sorry. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. No, we, Fine. She mentioned she did do another book and said she'd mentioned you picked oh. it up. Okay.
2: now okay all right she did another
1: book on uh the deaths of the popes but we're going to talk about that later in the show t- because we got a segue <laughs> in it we just, there. You just t- destroyed the spectrum here that's all
2: that's
1: two ends all. right
2: two ends the yin like and the yang and you. Like yeah. me and two you yeah and
1: exactly you and i or whatever yeah mm. so yes so anyways uh wendy yes you uh you had this studio in quincy
4: mm-hmm.
1: and you had some other ter- other activity there, other than pole dancing. <laughs>
4: yes, other activity. That sounds terrible. I yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That was um, spiritual. Yes, yeah, something like spiritual. that. Spiritual. I was taping myself after dance, and I saw something shoot through. And I was videotaping it, and I didn't, what was that? It was like a white light that shot through. And I taped myself before, and nothing had ever come through. And about ninety percent of the time, ninety-five percent of the time after that, that I taped myself in that studio, I would get. Orbs, not just round orbs, but different shaped orbs. Mm-hmm. And I get them repeatedly, and they'd go around me. They'd actually, I've got one that actually dances with me. Mm-hmm. And I'd get them, get th- literally thousands of clips on the little video cameras on iPhones. And we're going to see some of those. Yeah, and guys. I've got tons of those. And when I moved to my studio to Boston, downtown Boston, I got even more of them that were bigger and different shapes. And mm-hmm. they would, you know, they Okay, they'd so, so let's go back to Quincy, though. Oh, let's yes. not
1: jump, <laughs> jump the boats. Slow down, deep Sorry. breaths. We're good. <laughs> Lovely shoes. Let's see the I shoes. Like my shoes? There you go. Oh, oh, get them over. The camera. There. there you go. They are.
2: Yeah. Can you see them? They're like backbones. Like backbones. Spines. Vertebrae.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Yep. Ouch. Sorry. Oh, just oh, put them back me. up. Run.
1: Okay.
2: There you, go. there you go. Oh, I can do that too. Vertebrae. <laughs> put <laughs> your foot down. That's <laughs> right. Oh, Ron. Okay. <laughs> nice. Good. Oh. We're good on them. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so um, you have these light anomalies that were occurring and you contacted somebody yes and who was that
4: um it was jeff Belanger. exactly yep jeff Belanger contacted him he came and did an investigation and then you guys came in and found inconclusive um but there are definitely i mean there are things there that were just you can't explain i mean they would go around like a lot of stuff would just come through and if it just came right down i would think it was Dust. I don't Even now, I don't think oh, anything man, is man. was special if it was just like floating through, because cameras are so good these days. But um, it, well, a lot of them will stop and go in another direction or they'll they're go around things. So that's when I know it's something so with some kind of energy that they can get some kind of intelligence because they can see us, we can't see them.
1: Right. And so, so Jeff called me up actually and um, he said, Ron, I got a cool investigation for you. And of course... After I heard about it, I said, well, yeah, definitely. You know. <laughs> Help me on Why that How you
2: pass that yeah. on? Right?
1: So he called up a, a friend of his who was a uh, particle engineer, and he went with us. And, of course, I called Maureen up, and she had no idea where she was going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: as we went up the stairs to this lovely studio and the pink cushioned walls and the feathered bowers. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Oh my. Uh, we walked in and we met Wendy for the first time. And so in order to investigate, of course, you have to duplicate the situation where the anomalies <laughs> occurred. So we had to have <laughs> Wendy dance for us. <laughs> And uh, of course, uh, Wendy very, very nicely offered Maureen an outfit as well. You had to <laughs> dress up. You had to dress up <laughs> and everything, too, right? Right? Because you had to duplicate it. This is the way your your things were filmed. And the th- wait a minute, that really came up. This is the way <laughs> the anomalies were caught. So we had to duplicate it. So Ma- Maureen declined, uh, but we went and we d- did a you little did. investigation. Why?
2: Here. Why? So,
1: would you have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not so smiling mm. now, are huh? you there, Smiley? I don't know. Really? Well, Wendy just invited us to check out our new yeah. like, Yes, then maybe That's i give it a whirl. So, but I, And honestly, while I was there, I I did give it a whirl myself. I went around the pool a few times. Mm-hmm. See, of course you would. Uh, but You're the, making fun of me? The embarrassing thing about it was that my EMF meter uh, went off in my pocket. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Hopefully they were happy to see me, but I don't know. Um, but that, yeah, that was uh, an interesting uh, investigation. And we have a couple of clips. Um, do we have, can we have the pole dancing clip? Uh, no, they, what's it called, ghosts?
2: Um, dancing ghosts? They're actually, yeah, you know, I put them in. Hold on. Just let me uh, what, Let what? me flip over here because I numbered them.
1: Oh, she numbered them. And
2: I know. Um
1: so today we're efficient.
2: Yeah, okay. today we're right. We're right on top of things. So, anyways,
1: th- these were the original clips that uh, I received from Jeff Bolinger. Oh, do we have them?
2: Um, they're just numbered one through seven. I'm sorry.
1: So we don't know which ones they are.
2: Mm, no.
1: Oh, cool. All right. So in that case, let's take a look at some of the clips. <laughs> So can we play the the but, first clip? Well, let's clip number one. We'll see. We'll, we'll so
4: wait. Clip number one. Leave the mic open. <laughs> this is the most recent one. You Good can talk. He comes out of my foot, and he comes right to the. That's my bum. He comes out of my foot and goes right to the camera. That's my studio in Austin. Can we okay. can we play that again, yeah, maybe?
1: Yeah, play it again. It's Austin. tough to see in the little monitor, but. Yeah, so yep. uh, this sorry. is the latest one. It
4: comes out of my foot when I keep my foot
1: up. Okay, watch See it? It comes out there, and
4: then it goes oh, the yeah, right yeah. see it. And goes away. We should
1: have slow mo that. What's the story here?
4: Oh, wow.
2: Now I need to go in slow motion. Okay, you can come back to us now, Rose. All right, come
1: back to us. Here <laughs> yeah, we it's are. It's enough of um, Wendy's, Wendy's butt. Wendy's <laughs> butt. Yes. So, so that now when you were doing that, and and did you feel anything? No. No.
4: No, when I'm because when I'm dancing, I'm so focused on doing the dance, usually it's for bachelorette parties, or birthday parties, mm-hmm. or girls' night out. So I'm so focused on doing that that I don't feel anything. But when I go into my studio now, I can I feel like I can I can feel them. But when I'm dancing, I don't feel anything because I'm so focused. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So can we play another clip then?
4: Maybe number two.
1: That would be good. <laughs> Oh, see that one? The camera.
2: Watch this. So
1: that the
4: Could you see that job. one? It went straight no, to the camera. It's it's rubber. Rubber. There it is. Look at that. It came back and in. Yep. Did a little
1: dipsy <laughs> do? You know what? I recognize that move.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <So> he flies <laughs> in. Flies in. Once he comes again. So and he why don't you come back, job. come back, please. Thank you. Do, do the little spin. Come on. There
1: you go. And up. Perfect. Yep. wow that's my I Boston studio. That yep. That's that's crazy. That was wild, huh? Yeah. And you yeah. notice how bright it was, too? That was, yeah, that the, was ones, the interesting thing about it.
4: the ones it. in the Boston studio were really, really bright. They're not as bright in the Austin one, and they were they were pretty bright in Quincy, but the the <clears throat> blue ones in Boston were crazy. Some of them are huge.
1: Okay, oh. let's play clip number three, please, because we have a lot to talk well, about America this
4: show. That's my Boston. Um, Watch this one. And Whoa! I'm talking to three girls. Yep doing a dance, right? And it's not about he come, the this one is the first attitude one I saw, the one with the hole in the corner of, him. of it. He comes out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Wow. Here I mean, I've got to like, I love how he goes around again. the pole. And yeah and yep. see that it's right This There's like, swooping. And then he comes it's out of the wall behind dance, me. Right? It's not about the dance moves. And the same one
1: with the hole the in the corner. Oh, yeah. I saw him quite a
4: bit, that one. Wow. So, do
1: you, when this occurs, you say, you don't feel anything, but mm-hmm. you know know something's there.
4: I feel and this is like developed it. over
1: the years, all right?
4: Yeah. Um, I feel like there's something there. But when I'm, again, when I'm talking, I videotaped to get them. But there I was talking to a couple of students, so I'm focusing on talking to them and trying to convey mm-hmm. whatever I'm trying to say. But... There are just so many of them all the time. But I think it's not me. It's nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the positive energy in the studio. Everybody's laughing, having a good time, and they just want to feed off that because there's Mm -hmm. certainly nothing special about me. So, but when you originally
1: started taping these, um, you didn't tape them to capture them. You were just taping your routine. I was taping my routine. And then they started showing up. Right. And eventually, if we ever get to the ones that uh, I gave you, then we would see that. But um, okay, so what number are we up to now? Oh, That's a nice face. Four
4: white ones in the birthday cake. It this year. Yep. Ouch. It comes. It's a pink one. It comes in and like smacks him back the head. Oh
2: yeah. It almost looks it's, like it knocks you down. Yeah.
4: Exactly. It's a riot. Yeah. That it's was that like was interesting because it was pink. Because usually the ones I get are blue or white, but that was pink. You
1: right. know what? I'm pretty, pretty flexible, but. That would, that would kill me
4: <laughs> oh. oh it's easy
2: oh. Oh. I
1: don't know oh, yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, no I don't think so right I'm not sure at all all right so we're clipping we up to now
2: uh, now we're on number five
1: number five
4: please I got that guy twice and he's huge. That I is, like how he goes around me. That is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And
2: nobody can see it a little bit. Yeah. And then shoo, it's like a,
4: it's like a bird. Yeah, my know it. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I got him a couple times because he's got this strange like W or stapley shape to it. Yeah, I noticed.
1: I noticed that was a really distinct. Yeah, shape. I can't
4: give another clip too that has him in it. Yeah. 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 I think. And that's. This is crazy because he's, he's huge, yeah. but nobody can see it, nobody can feel it there, so it's neat. There's and I think there's one, one more of him, yeah.
1: Um, What's the next clip? Whatever the next clip. Yeah, this is it. So, yeah. Oh yeah, look at.
2: Yeah, that one's really quick. That's kind of cool.
1: <laughs>
4: Whoa. And I love how he comes through, stops, and goes another okay, direction. Okay,
2: and now I just want to say, like, in terms of uh, quote-unquote orb, Oop. that does not look like any kind of orb that I have ever seen. I mean, it's, you know, it's a light anomaly. It's mm-hmm. not it's not like a round, usually, you know, mm-hmm. you're right. orby kind of thing.
1: Can we say it's a ghost? No, we can't say it's a ghost. Uh, but well, that's, then, that's, what is it?
4: That's it, the funny thing because in the bot there are there are round ones, but then there are some that are such different. Shapes. There's one that's mm-hmm. a vertical one. There's that one. There's one with a hole in the corner of him. Oh yeah, there's all different there's one
2: more
1: mm-hmm.
2: number. Yeah, number seven. That's that's the vert. So she said vertical. Yeah, yes. he checks me out and there's <laughs> <they're just
4: blood. laughs>
2: he's like, yep, it's Wendy. Looks like a sale. So,
4: <laughs> <laughs> if any of you have any questions about, yeah, look it. its like. Oh, that's Pretty that's cool. crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never seen yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It's that's what blows me away is that they're such different shapes. And I'll get the same ones different times to see, you know, it's fun to see them come back, you know, which is what I really like. So you recognize them kinda. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is really crazy.
1: So do we have any more clips like the ones I gave you? No. No. Sorry. We, we didn't do those? Nope. Oh, I forgot that part. That was my bad. I, I blame myself for that.
2: I blame you also. I know you would. I blame you also. Oh, I
1: Sorry. understand now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyways, that was uh, the, let's see, we're doing time. Okay, we're doing good on time. Um, so you still have these going on, yes. right? Yes. All right. Uh, you, when you were on Ghost by Ghost Story, mm-hmm. you flew out to California. Yep. They had you on there. Mm-hmm. And wh- which one did you talk about in specific? Or?
4: uh Basically, the ghost that in my Quincy studio actually kind of dances with me and then flies around the pole and disappears, and how he shows up in the Boston studio, it's the same one, mm-hmm. and it was funny because they wanted me to be, like, serious about it, like, they're pole dancing, they're ghosts <laughs> that go to pole dancing, <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually, but I had to be very serious about it. Um, but it was just describing They'd that. that the camera up your nose. <laughs> yeah, they, they, wanted, they wanted me to say that it was very, um, that it was like the ghost of customers ghost that i had, or, yeah, yeah. or that it was like a, one of my one of the owners that I used to work for has passed on and they want to say that it was him and it's like, I, no, I, why would they, if they owned a strip of, they're not going to come back to one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted me to just like, to, to really kind of embellish it but it's like, they're just spirits that like happy, fun stuff and they like watching girls in in um, stupid outfits pole dancing and that's, and they like everybody <laughs> laughing, having a good time and that's pretty much what it was. But it was fun because I got to see people that I used to work with out there and, um, oh, that's but it was fun. It was neat. Yeah. So,
1: and, and you've
2: also, I mean, you've been on um
1: you did a bio. You've
2: been on a bunch of shows. Montel Williams. Uh, Montel oh, really? Williams twice. Yeah, with twice. Brown. And my ghost story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, chronicle. And she's also been featured in Ghosts of Boston by Sam Balchusis, who was on our show a few months back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, She's been in the Boston Herald, the Caters News. Um, and you sent me a magazine cover. <laughs> can, can, can we put up the magazine cover, Russ? I believe. I like that a, one. It's a, it's a still it. of the um, the magazine cover from March of this year. And that was this year. That was this year. And, oh wow! And that was in chat the UK, the UK. in
1: the UK. Yeah.
2: Chat Here it is fate. There it's go. Chat is fate up magazine. It's kind of smushy. On, uh, but when he's in the upper right voicemail corner. From <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> voicemail
1: from my dead mum. Yeah,
2: voicemail from my dead mom.
4: I had given birth, birth to a spirit baby. <laughs> so especially the Inquirer version. But hey, yeah. I'm on the cover. <laughs> You're
2: on the cover. Exactly. All right. Thank you. That's. That,
4: I just wanted to. No, I,
1: I have to say that I was in Women's World Magazine.
4: Oh, very impressive. That oh, good impression. for you.
1: Yep, that's... Good for you. It's about the same well, quality yeah. as that huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it at yeah, the yeah. newsstand. I mean, yes. I have to check out, you
4: know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then Ron had sent me a link, and you were somewhere in Ni- Nigeria? <laughs> I was
4: in Niger- Nigerian Times. Nigerian Times. Yes, mm. in the Nigerian Times. So
1: what do they got to talk about there
4: anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping that, that all yeah. those Nigerian princes will see that, and, and they'll all those Nigerian princes will come over and, and give me money. There you <laughs> go. Ask for my money first is to free them.
2: Absolutely, because yeah. right. that's where all everybody's money comes from, Nigeria. Yeah, right? Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. it, but
4: it's tied up. <laughs> no, so I'll, I'll be willing there. to help them.
1: <laughs> anyway, so uh,
2: do we want to take a break for paranormal news? Well,
1: this is exactly. I mean, and I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, we are so much on the We're same just page in now. Sync. Our, our minds are like. <laughs> Yeah. Like
2: steel traps, right? So,
1: right, exactly. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, go to the paranormal news, like you suggested. Okay. And um, when we come back, we'll talk about her other book, *The Deaths of Popes*.
2: I would love to talk about that.
1: I it know sounds you. Sounds very interesting. Right.
2: But seriously. Right. Okay. I'm always serious. So are we ready to play the Paranormal of News? Of course, at the end of the show, I'll do it. All right, I'm getting a thumbs up <laughs> from the control room for the Paranormal ah, All we now.
1: need is the lights on.
2: Uh, we, will take, we will take care of those lights. Good. So let's roll.
3: Hi, welcome to Paranormal News. I'm Nathan Mayer, your host. Uh, my stories today are a little different than usual. I'm going to talk about paranormal and entertainment in movies and TV shows and discuss either the premise of the movie or TV show or the cases behind them. The first is very hot off the press. The great Helen Mirren is to play Sarah Winchester in a new upcoming film. So, this could change by the time it gets released, but... She was just cast as Sarah Winchester, who was the millionaire heiress to the Winchester rifle fortune and was a believer in the occult in an era when seances and such reached fad status in the U.S. As the story goes, she was told by a psychic channeling her late husband that she was being cursed by the spirits of the people who were shot by the Winchester rifles and she needed to travel west and build a house and keep on building it unless she would die. Winchester began building her house in Santa Clara Valley in 1884 and went on to spend vast sums of money keeping her mansion under constant construction day and night, adding on to it until it reached seven stories and roughly 160 rooms and incorporating elements to confuse and help her outrun these ghosts, like false doors and staircases to nowhere. The second story is about The Exorcist TV show Coming to Fox in Fall 2016 is a propulsive uh, serialized psychological thriller following two very different priests tackling one family's case of horrifying demonic possession and confronting the face of true evil. On the surface, the Rance family seem to be a normal suburban family, but the father is slowly losing his mind. The eldest daughter refuses to leave her room, and her younger sister thinks she hears strange noises coming from the walls and her mother is plagued by frightening recurring nightmares. Angela the mother, played by award-winning actress Gina Davis, begs her naive, young, progressive, ambitious, and compassionate parish priest, Father Thomas Ortega, for help. Father Thomas and Father Marcus Brennan, who is everything Father Thomas is not, become the family's only hope. My next story is about The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2 will be released on June 10th, which its main focus will be the case of the Enfield Poltergeist, which will also touch on Emneville Horror. Both Bear Formiga and Patrick Wilson are reprising their roles as Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Warrens' actually, actual part in the real case, just like in the first, may be dramatized or even fictionalized. The Enfield case which took place in a London borough of Enfield from 1977 to 1979 involved the alleged haunting of two sisters, uh, aged 11 and 13, at their mother's council house. They claimed that the furniture was moving, sounds of knocking on the walls, demonic voices and loud noises were heard, and human levitation. On a side note, Due to inexplicable eerie events during production of the first film, a priest of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Santa Fe was brought in to bless the set of the sequel by the film producers. And on a serious note, I know it's getting warmer and we want to explore many locations during the summer. I have this cautionary um, statement, I know I'm probably just preaching to the choir here, but. Something needs to be said about a serious matter that continues to this day and has been brought to my attention since the first Conjuring film was released three years ago. Just because a property is in the media or featured in a Hollywood film doesn't make it private property for people to come and go as they please. They're still private homes and businesses if they were beforehand. No one has the right to post personal information like addresses and phone numbers of famous but private haunted locations. Taking pictures and videos of said locations and posting them on public forums and social media just adds insult to injury. If you don't want strangers trespassing on your property looking for a cheap thrill, maybe you shouldn't do those things. I know. I'm guilty. I've taken pictures of haunted locations, but I never stepped foot on the property. It was always from the street view. And that's the end of paranormal news. But before I bring it back to Ron and Anne, I would like to say a belated Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to Anne and to Wendy for her very little nine ki- kids. <laughs> so back to you, Anne and Ron. Thank
2: you, Nate, and welcome, welcome back. Very good. Um, so we'd like to move along. <laughs>
1: I just feel left out.
2: You feel left out. We'll wish you a happy Father's Day next month. I have a cat. Does that make you feel better?
1: I'm a mother to okay. a cat.
2: <laughs> so we're going to talk next about uh, Wendy's next book, The Deaths of the Popes. The what? The deaths of the popes. The deaths. The death of the popes. You talk like me. Um, which I think sounds very cool, and I had I had like I had no idea until you know, this week, that she had written this book. I'm like, she has a book about popes? I
1: told you that, didn't so, I?
2: So, no? no, I don't think you told <laughs> me before, but at, at any rate. Well, so I, I want to hear about this. Why Why did you write this book? I had
4: to. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I've always loved dead things ever since I was little.
1: I <laughs> and she likes me. <laughs>
4: she <laughs> loves and me in Los Angeles. I just, and there's no reason for it, not in a weird way. I just always like dead things. And when I was working at Snooki's in Los Angeles, I started reading about popes, and I, mean, I to my master's degree in medieval history in England and I wanted to do my thesis on the evolution of the papal tomb in the middle ages but they wouldn't let me because I thought it was too stupid <laughs> they did yeah yeah they were they were they were not very nice to me so uh, for some reason I just couldn't drop it and I ended up giving a paper on the funeral of Boniface VIII of course as you know died in 1303 um, at the International Medieval Congress in Michigan and my publisher McFarland, had a booth and they said tell us your story idea so I said I wanted to do a book on just the deaths of popes, not their lives their deaths so they said sounds good send us some sample chapters so I sent them a couple they made some changes and I got a contract and for some, it's something I had to do like I had to write it I don't think I was a pope in a past life but I think I was a or up there somewhere <laughs> but it was like like I had to purge it. I had to write that book. Wow. And there's no, there's no other book like it. There's a very obscure book by Renzo Montini from 1957, of course, as you know. And as it's I only know.
2: I know that. I yes. knew
4: that. Uh, but it doesn't? Ha- and it's only in an Italian, and it doesn't have how they died. <laughs> it's so, Italian. So, so, and it's not a rocket science concept, but so- I had to write that book. Something made me write. I don't know why it chose me of all people, but I had to write it. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. It's, I can't even.
2: And and the print is very small in here, folks. Like I have no, uh, not years. even a single hope of reading this.
4: Oh, but right it's a now. great bathroom book. <laughs> it is. Um, Where's the pictures? Oh, there's some. No. It's got every single epitaph from tra- translated from the Latin to the English, from St. Peter to John Paul the First. Oh, my God. how they died, when they died, where they died. It's, um, it's got uh, alleged death, and, and that book has a quick death chart in the book. In the back, that one doesn't. Oh, so that one's way more fun. It's yeah. so got pictures of all the existing papal tombs, really rare pictures of tombs. Before they were destroyed in the rebuilding of St. Peter in the 17th century. It's got this uh, everything.
1: So well. I, I, I want to know a little bit about it. You say it, it's uh, the complete line. I mean, does mm-hmm. it have the, the anti-popes? Has, the, yep, what, anti-popes, uh, too. What do they call them? There's another word for the right.
4: Uh, um, jerks. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> the anti-popes.
1: Is antipope, there anti popes antipope, Yeah. Antipope, does it doesn't have the anti
4: Yeah, the anti popes too. anti yes. yep. In fact, I've also got um, I've got exclamation and autopsy reports as well. And for the uh, for the burial of anti Alexander V, of course, as you know, it was buried in Bologna in the fifteenth century. Yeah. They stuffed egg whites up his anus. Ah! Oh yeah, it's in there. This is the the skull
2: of uh, and oh look, I opened right up to it. The skull of anti-pope Benedict VIII.
1: You can read. That's good. By,
2: very far that's away. Spain. That's pretty gross.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, what is an anti-pope? You need to explain. That this to is me. when there were two popes at one time. Like if a certain faction very political, certain faction didn't yeah, like very, the pope that was elected, then they were like their pope. And then at one point there was three popes, and there was some <clears throat> marked unpleasantness. Yeah. And yeah, so the this, popes,
2: the early popes, were bloodthirsty.
4: Oh, they though they all back when back in the day when they had power. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. So they they was it was, cra- it was crazy. It's and they, it was, it was politics, they and they would take over countries oh, yeah. and start well, wars I mean, the, the, and the, torture. People. Yeah, but it was death, that's what they did. That was their the death yeah.
1: of the uh, the Templars was you know uh, Boniface the eighth. Yeah, was was given by the Pope, the Pope? The approval of it. It was basically yeah. a king of France, Philip
4: the Fourth. Yeah, was yeah, but them down, yeah. it was
1: approved by uh, the old. Pope. The I mean, they had children. Popes had children.
4: They did most in the Renaissance. They did, yeah. but that's again that's the day that they lived in. Though, yeah, you know, we exactly. can't judge them by what we have now. Well, right. oh,
2: that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, papal name, Valentine, mode of mm-hmm. death, bodily
1: troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, bodily I troubles? It's not good.
2: <laughs> Saint,
4: somebody, Fladrian?
1: Yeah, he's the one with the bodily troubles.
4: Poison. The entire 10th century poison. is poison, strangled, strangled murdered, poison, yeah, strangled. I'm it's going great. down this
2: list. Mysterious causes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, foul play, mysteriously um oh here's a good one stephen the eighth mutilation oh that was yeah that mm-hmm. was mutilation the um beaten benedict v was beaten but oh, they, my all, God. they were all
4: violent they don't die by other popes martin iv died from choking on too many pickled eels he was eating yeah the recipes in the I, book
1: i eels can, I not, I not can understand that i can understand mm-hmm. that pickled
4: yeah. eels
2: must be hard to get
4: down no, i would imagine know, yeah. especially when they
1: wiggle it's just like severe eating. beating
4: mm-hmm. oh here's a roman fever Leo the Twelfth died from a botched operation to remove his carnihamroids. Oh. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, the, I that couldn't. You can't make this stuff up. Oh uh-huh. wow. This is this is crazy. Poisoned figs. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's nothing worse than having your I figs hate poisoned, figs anyway. Man, That's why I won't eat
1: them just, ever since then.
2: It's no fun. No. Tibial pain.
1: Yeah.
2: This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't that cool? How long did it take you?
4: Three years. Wow. Three years. And yeah. I loved it. I loved it researching. So, it. Oh. But don't even get me started on Leo's one through four or the tombs of John the twenty first. He had like five tombs and Leo's one
1: through
4: four, <clears throat> they were switched with it, oh, it was crazy.
1: So I, I gotta ask you that. I, I always heard that that they actually dug up one of the popes and put him on trial.
4: Oh, Formosus, yes. Is, is that true? Yes, it is. In 897, Pope Formosus died, and the pope that, not directly after him, the next well, was a month, after him was Stephen VI, who hated Formosus. So he had the corpse dug up, exhumed, put on trial in Lateran Palace, dressed in full papal vestments, oh. and he claimed that Formosus had two bishoprics when the canon law says you only have one bishopric when you're Pope of Rome. So the, the uh, corpse had its own defense council, which kept their mouths shut, and the corpse <laughs> was found guilty. And they cut off the three fingers of the Benediction and tossed his naked rotting corpse into the Tiber River. But then, oh. right, right when the trial That's ended so when the trial ended, an earthquake struck Rome. So the Roman mob, love the Roman mob, took that as a sign from God. And they took Stephen the Sixth, the Pope who orchestrated this, uh-huh. and they tossed him in prison in Castle San He was later strangled. And a fisherman had actually fished out for Moses' body and gave it a decent burial. Beautiful. And actually in God. The Epitaph, the epitaph of Stephen the Sixth it says that he was strangled in Castle San Angelo. Wow! You the entire tenth century needs their own musical. This is crazy. I,
1: I'm telling you, those popes were like real wild, and crazy oh, guys. Would, you know? well, I will no, say, they all had the a day good day. time. You well, know,
4: I did the Pope and the pizza. Yeah, However, I, I will say that pizza. out of all the popes, the only one pope that didn't try to advance the church, tried to good for the church, was John the twelfth, who was actually strangled. When he was in bed, this woman named had her husband, who he strangled him and tossed him out the window, and that was in the ninth century. Uh, but know, other than happens. John the Twelfth, who was actually placed in there, other than John the Twelfth, every single pope tried to do something good in advance of the church. They did. Mm-hmm. So they had their crazy lives and their crazy moments, but they all did try to do good for the church.
1: So let's, let's talk a little bit about the woman
4: pope. Pope Joan. Pope Joan. Yes, pope Joan. Pope Joan. There was a woman pope? Let's allegedly. Allegedly. Pope Joan, there was actually a bust of her in the Siena Cathedral, which was then later taken down and replaced with um, the, bo- the bust of uh, Pope St. Zacharias. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people think that that actually referred to this woman named Erosia in the 10th century, who actually was um, in charge of, well, in charge of, but she took popes in, put popes out. That was the whole crazy thing. But allegedly Pope Joan was English. English or Greek, studied in Greece became Pope and gave birth on trial or sorry, gave birth um, on during a procession from the Lateran Palace to Saint Peter's. On the way. So, on the way that she gave birth. So some oh. accounts say that she was stoned to death, some say that she lived her life in a convent, but the Via de Laterano, the Pope the the road that she gave birth on, Pope said to they're not allowed to go down that road and love being Catholic. There's <laughs> a stetis decoria, which there's two of them left, one in the Louvre, one in the Vatican, and it's a chair. No one knows when it started, but there's a chair with a hole underneath it. So during coronation, which they don't do anymore, they, the Pope would sit in the chair and the deacon's crowd would, would reach up and say, pendentes bene, haba, something like, Hababum, sure whatever, right. um, mm-hmm. whatever in Latin, and it basically said, it said, he has pontifical equipment there hanging well along with the papal crown. Oh, And yeah, they know. don't do it anymore, and then no one knows when it started. Thank that God, oh, so. God yeah. And it used to be so much fun, but um, yeah, there are two of those chairs left. That's I, See, I love being Catholic.
1: Ah, That's nuts oh. <laughs> Ta-da-da! <laughs> I did not I,
4: I, I, I,
2: Yeah. Uh, nope.
1: Uh, no comment. <laughs> Do you, well, you know, on that note, do you know that the kings of countries, when they would consummate their wedding, they would actually have people hanging around mm-hmm. in the room to make sure it was them. Oh. So they would have heirs to the throne and make sure it was the king's the, heirs.
2: The direct lineage. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All and right. So they had a lot
1: of different traditions All back right. then. Mm-hmm.
2: I think we need to move on with some of these traditions, though.
4: Okay. <laughs> Papal <laughs> organ <laughs> burial. Oh, get me get me started papal on that. papal organ burial. The Church of Saint Vincenzo and Anastasio, which is across from the Trevi Fountain. <clears throat> sorry, I know I talk too fast. I get so excited about this. I know you do. Um, the Church of Saint Vincenzo and Anastasio, across from the Trevi Fountain, has the papal innards from Sixes the Fifth to Leo the Thirteenth, from 1650 to um, 1903, and to get their viscera and hearts in these jars behind the walls, um, and. I should tell you this, but I will. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have pet rats, and I love my pet rats dearly. And my vet is really cool, and they actually took their hearts out for me. So, oh. when I, I made a little heart reliquary box, baby oh. boo rats, Momentum Mori, and the dates. And I that went, and then when I went there, I tossed it behind a huge confessional. And then I went back five years later and had five more hearts in the oh. thing and tossed it. And the other box was still there. So, the hearts of my rats rest with those of the Pope's.
2: <laughs> Dirty
4: rats. <laughs> And I've got, like, 16 in the freezer to go. Oh, oh gross. <laughs> but it's, but it's oh, an honor. Is, oh, my goodness. But seriously. Right, so what's worth? Wow. dancing
1: for idiots or
4: a uh, um, papal funeral? I don't know. But anyway, but, yeah, so that's where they did a lot of separate organ burial. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, oh, my God, let me tell you this one. So speaking of se- separate organ burial, Pope Pius II, poor guy, you know when you're little and you have a birthday party and you're afraid nobody's going to show up? Uh-huh. Or he threw a crusade and nobody showed up. uh ah! Old oh, yeah. Crusade oh, in the 1500s. Oh, that's yeah, embarrassing. Who's ignore? In Ancona, Italy on the coast, we'll just ignore he, like him. two little rickety boats showed up. So he died of heartbreak and oh. stress in Ancona. So his heart is actually enshrined in Ancona while his body is actually back in San Andrea del Valle in Rome. Wow. So sad. Yeah. Old Crusade.
1: And you thought my show in relics was bad. Oh,
4: you- <laughs> it was.
2: It was. The people in the control room is still laughing because that show is so bad. But anyways, okay. All right, let's talk about the death masks.
1: Oh, I have to pick oh, that up?
2: You have to pick this oh, up, Van Save the king. We've got this thing on our table. Okay. All right. This is creepy. Yep. That's a good look for you.
4: That's great. Okay. So tell us about the death masks. This is our good friend, Pope St. Pius IX, who died in the 19th century, late 19th century. And when he died, the Roman mob was furious with him because um, <laughs> because Italy really became united. So on his funeral procession from St. Peter over to the church San Paolo Fiore La Mura, where he's buried, they tried to toss his body into the Tiber River. So uh-huh. the Roman mob doesn't do that anymore. there's no fun anymore. But uh, that is a death mass. It actually got off eBay. Oh, my God. Seriously? Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So, so, Wendy, I have to ask you yes. this. Uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, I did a show on relics
2: mm-hmm. yes, I love relics he did. you remember
1: that, Anne, don't you?
2: Yes, yes, yes oh very well, so there are different Engaged classes into my memory yeah. there are
1: different classes of relics, right. for instance yes. the the Pope's inners mm-hmm. would be a first class relic right, and then would this be a third or a second-class relic? This,
4: oh, no. A, a papal does not know. I mean, if the, for the original. Well,
1: well, if it's the original one. Oh, right? the original one. that would So the original generally. would be a second-class relic because it uh, was the Pope's, right?
4: Wouldn't it be a first-class because it actually touched him? Oh, yeah, him? It touched him. Yeah, touched him. All yeah. oh, right, you're right. You're be right. first-class.
1: Well, a third-class relic is something that touched the second-class relic. So... So um, I'm trying to find out. I think that's a third class relic, is what I'm saying.
4: Hmm. I didn't think of it that way. I guess You know, it's, it's, if
1: the original if that comes if that really comes from the original death mask, then somewhere along the line that is a third class relic.
4: I guess it would be. I never thought of it that way.
1: hmm
4: Okay. Huh. All right. I don't know. Go So why do we have
2: death masks? That's common. What what brought this about and and why
4: why did they have
1: them? It's not just posts. It's death, not just Popes? No,
4: there's, there's, everyone's got a death
1: mask. Everybody has a death mask. Everybody. Oh yeah,
4: well, they have I one. so a
1: big one, but a, ah. a big
4: one. Ah. my grandmother died in our house, and we had plaster parrot. Did I make a death mask? No. Did I cut hair for jewelry? No.
1: You got to remember, back in Victorian times, and, yeah. and they they would this is very common. They would they, no, they made jewelry masks. out of. People.
4: The hair jewelry, the and hair stuff? jewelry. well, the I hair
2: mean, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. hair jewelry, I've absolutely heard of.
1: Uh, absolutely, so, um, but they but used I, to make
2: masks. I've never heard of them making a mask of a dead person.
1: Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely dead. So the, there's famous the, the, people the, you can uh, see their death masks.
2: Poor people die and they just
1: slap. Well, not poor
2: I
4: Like Abraham, no, I don't think Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, I mean. Lincoln has one. They die.
1: Abraham yeah. Lincoln had one. Yeah, I
4: never. There's, knew that. there's like uh, websites and uh, museums of death masks. Yeah. I had
2: never heard of that, and I mean, you know how into cemeteries and things I am, but I mean, I've just never heard of death. Well, that's why I...